Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Here's San Francisco and the incomparable forward, Rick Barry. Behind the end line, they burn him again, and it's Barry. And now Rick Barry, the league's leading scorer. What a superb basketball player he is. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Rick Barry Show with my sidekick. Yes, that's right. The famous. Oh, I'm not. Oh, I'm going to start over again. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Okay, start last time. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Rick Barry here. It's the Rick Barry Show. And I'm still happy to have with me my sidekick. Yes, that's right. Uh, you may hear him laughing in the background. That's the famous surf man himself. Yes, Cyrus Satchis is there ready to roll with me. Uh, I'll be a little bit of an abbreviated show with me today. Uh, my wife and I are on a bike trip uh, up in Vermont trying to look at the leaves changing. Uh, so anyway, we're going to move right along. A lot of things going on. The Warriors had a press conference today, and they'll have a lot more on that after uh, I leave the show with some sound bites and other things that Cyrus will put together for you. And uh, Cyrus, uh, it was good to talk to you. Oh, it's an uh, absolute so pleasure, Rick. Yeah, well, I mean, actually, before we start, you know, you've been away for a couple of weeks because you went on your your notorious, your famous uh, usually annual uh, Alaska fishing trip. I don't remember if you went last year or not because of the pandemic, but for the first time ever, and I was telling the listeners when I was uh, hosting Warriors 24-7, I've never experienced like a, a non-positive, non-emotionally happy text message from you, and you're generally bummed. So what happened on this trip? Just one of those crazy things that happens. It was actually fishing, not catching, which it usually is up in Alaska. Uh, one of those weird things. Went up with Clifford Ray, his old teammate Bobby Campbell, and some other uh, friends and people that I know. And uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, the, the fish weren't in the river. It was just weird. I mean, and those things happen. That happens, folks, when you go fishing. Uh, we have to rely on the salmon and the chum salmon just had a low run. And uh, the fish followed the sockeye salmon, which had come uh. in earlier, up to the lake. So there weren't many, many trout in the, in the river. And then the silver salmon that were supposed to come in were late coming in and then they were not biting. And so it was just one of those crazy things. Uh, I just thought I was in the twilight zone. Anyway, hopefully <laughs> next time will be better. But I've had so many great fishing trips up there that I, I can't be, you know, I can't be mad. I mean, I'm disappointed, but <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. I can't be mad. All right. It's time to take a quick break to talk to you about our longtime official sponsor, Bet Online. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on for another football season. And as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season with a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests. Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code BELIEVE. That's the name of this network, B-L-E-A-V. Again, that is BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your bonus from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. But I'll tell you what, all the stuff that's going on right now, um, I know you don't like to get into it. I don't really like to get into political things myself, 
but we have to bring it up because yeah. politics is having an impact on the Warriors. And that's because San Francisco is saying that if you're 12 years old or older to go into an arena or a building or something of that nature, you have to have a vaccine. And we got one of the Warriors guy Wiggins is, you know, saying that, you know, he doesn't want to do that. He tried to get a, uh, something from the NBA as far as a medical, uh, What's the right word I want to use? A, a religious, and it was a religious well, exemption. Not medical, it was religious. Court. It was religious yeah. exemption. Exactly. That's right. And so uh, they that was denied. And so if he's going to stay with the Warriors, um, <laughs> he, he can't play home games. It's crazy. <laughs> it's, like, it's crazy. It's, yeah, it's, it, it really is crazy. And I just, I just have a real problem with a situation like this. If you just, if you look at it and you see what's going on, that this is not, I don't know what they're overreacting. I think the, the, the government and the medical aspect of things was I just saw another thing sent to me as far as the percentage of people who are dying from COVID throughout the entire world is so small. It's not really hardly any worse than normal's flus. And now all of a sudden we've had these reactions. We've destroyed people's lives and destroyed people's businesses. And now they're going to screw around and do some stuff and create a problem with stuff with with sports, with indoor activities. So anyway, well, I, well just to, well, just to, just to clarify, I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm not debating on any of this. I just want to add a few things. First of all, it's not just San Francisco; it's also New York. So, and today yeah. is media day for a lot of teams, and that's a huge reason why we're doing this podcast today because the Warriors had their media day, and we're gonna play some sound later on from Bob Myers, Steve Kerr, and some of the players. But Kyrie Irving is another. I mean, this isn't just an Andrew Wiggins thing. Kyrie Irving is in a situation with the Nets, for example, where he's not vaccinated, and New York has a similar policy. Uh, and it's, it's just fascinating to see what these players are going to do because they're it's it's the, they're at a point now where it's either you get vaccinated or you miss half the season because you can't play in the home games. It's pretty wild. Yeah, but if you really do research, and this is what you should do yourself, folks out there, is you do read. There's so much stuff that's out there, and they're all talking about it. And if you really read a lot of the things from some very, very well-respected medical authorities and people mm. who have been involved in these types of things, saying that there are some things in this virus that, they don't know exactly what the effects are going to be. I, I really believe that my wife wound up because of getting the vaccine and they said it's part of it. She wound up getting Bell's palsy. Thank God it wasn't really severe and it went away. But there's all kinds of other things that could possibly happen. So to demand that you have to take something in a supposedly a free country, I, I have a real problem with that. I really do. And I think it should be an individual choice. And so to have this mandated and now have such a dramatic impact on the lives of, of athletes and other people, I, I just have an issue with that. I think you should be entitled to make decisions on your own when it comes to something. And, and if you really look at it, I mean, if you look at the death toll for the entire world, I mean, well, if you know, for the United States, actually, said the world the same way, it hasn't been as bad. If you really had a true pandemic, wouldn't the death tolls be really up significantly? We have well, more it would people be... in 2000. No, Go ahead, sir, more sir. people in 2020 in the United States of America. And and we had less deaths than we had over the last seven years. And they're saying there was a pandemic. Well, it's, it's I think an epidemic is where we'd see a, a tremendous amount of deaths. That's why it's called a pandemic. But Rick, I mean, it was the number one leading cause of death in this country. And the flu has never really flooded hospitals. I think that's where the urgency came in is that hospitals were filling up and, and that's where the crisis comes in. Um, I'm not going to, obviously, I'm not going to sit here and argue with you about this stuff. I, I, I do no, 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 respect personal choice. We're having a discussion. Yeah. This is not yeah. an argument. This is a discussion. The thing about it is, is that I say, not that you just disregard it. No, it's a serious thing. No question. Especially, but the people who are dying from this are people who have a lot of problems, you know, who have, who are uh, obesity, uh, a lot diabetes, of yes. uh, things yeah. of that nature. If you have other, 
other health you know, morbidities and things of that nature. You should be very, very serious about this and look into it. But there is no real great data as to how effective this vaccine is going to be as far as the after effects are concerned and what other problems it's going to cause. It's too early for it. Under normal circumstances, they hadn't put through the special whatever decree that they put through, they never would have been able to have a virus this quickly. And so there's just so many unknowns here. And there I can is. understand why people would have reservations about wanting to take the vaccine. So anyway, hopefully you'll get it resolved. In Wiggins case, uh, I don't know what the worry is going to do. I just was reading something else that they were talking about a possible trade to San Antonio. Wait, what? For Wiggins. Where, where, yes. where did you see, did you did you see, see that? that? No, no. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no. This is this is one of the latest things that they were they, they just had, had come up with is they were talking about uh, the possibility that there was a place to go ahead and do something for Wiggins, because obviously he was, they were talking about him before, I mean, last year, but nothing ever really happened about it. Right. But, but uh, yeah, no, I, I was reading something about it, that there was a, a possibility that there could be a, a trade with San Antonio. I, I, you know, I mean, who knows? I mean, you, you heard the press conference. I mean, obviously they're not talking about anything. They would never be talking about this, I think at the press conference, but, in the next few weeks, I mean, if he's really serious about this, he may decide not to do it. Of course, then San Antonio has to decide, okay, do we want to not be able to have him play when he goes to San Francisco to play the Warriors? Or if he goes to New York, that's only one time because he's in a different conference. He only played, well, you know, you well, only just played to, twice. Well, well, Rick, just to add to this real quick, too, about the policies in both the cities in New York and San Francisco, it's, it's bizarre in the sense that it only applies to um, employees so, for example, visiting players can be granted exemptions by the cities, and I don't know if the NBA gets involved at that point. So Wiggins could play hypothetically in New York, for example, or Kyrie could hypothetically play in San Francisco. But as, as an employee of the city, that's where the, uh, the, Isn't that the mandate it, – it's weird. That's it's weird. Yeah, it, yeah, it's weird. Uh, I, I mean, look, you're, you're right in a lot of senses. This whole thing is new. It's, it's hard to – make accurate decisions to make logical decisions um you know i i, I guess my i guess my question to you is rick is is uh, like are you against like vaccines for let's say like measles tuberculosis for you know stuff like that that where it's been effective right it, we've nearly eliminated these viruses from society because so many people are taking them um, yeah, but, like, are but you... it wasn't something that was all of a sudden put together in such a short period True. of time so, so I guess how long, like, I guess based on your research and what you've seen, like how long of a time period would make you comfortable to take a vaccine or, or you know, because because the Supreme Court sides with the medical, uh, uh, I don't know if industry is the right term, but the professionals who make these advisements, um, the Supreme Court sides with them. They say mandates are legal. So I guess in your opinion, like, or from your personal feelings, like, like you said, a lot of people are feeling this way. Um, what's a good time limit, do you think, like before there should be comfort, like five years, 10 years, uh, what do you think? I don't know. I'm just asking. Well, I, you know, I mean, a minimum, you know, you would think of like a minimum of a couple of years enough to see what type of things, because there's been a lot of problems with people coming down with things. I mean, you keep reading about it. I read about this one kid that had to get off the golf team or something that he wanted to have a heart thing happen because of it. I, it's just so much that's going on there. Yeah. And I do think we have a tendency, especially when it comes to government, to overreact to things. Yeah. I mean, I think this whole thing about the, about what's happened with COVID has been a, a huge overreaction. And then the problem really is, is that we've had so many things change every two weeks. It's like or every other day. I know. All that of a sudden something up. new comes out. So it's so confusing. So what do you believe? Yeah, you know, I hear you. I and the same that. thing about, you know, Invectrin or, or, or Invectrin, I think, or whatever. And there's some other other treatments 
that have been poo-pooed and haven't been talked about. And then you read about that and you say, wait a second, these things have really worked in other places. It's unbelievable how successful they've been. But yet our country or our medical people are kind of poo-pooing it and say, no, it's not. But yet it has been effective in other places. So this is the kind of stuff that just annoys the hell out of me. And it'll bother you even more as you get older because you just get tired of this kind of stuff. So let's, let's no, I hear you. I hear you. Well, I hope they I hope they work it out. I mean, in Wiggins' case, I mean, I hope it gets worked out for him. But I mean, you know, he's going to have to make a major decision because if he's going to play for the Golden State Warriors and be a part of it and be able to play basketball at home and the home games, he's going to have to get vaccinated, you know, vaccinated. Or I don't know if the Warriors have the right, if he chooses not to do that, to you know, obviously they could trade him, which I imagine they may have to do. I mean, why are you going to keep a player who can't play the home games? Yeah, yeah. And Exactly. This is the kind of drives. stuff that definitely drives me crazy. <laughs> I mean, really, I mean, you think about it, the, the, the city of San Francisco is forcing the Warriors to make a major decision as to whether or not they can keep a player who could be a valuable asset to them for a chance right. to win a championship. Because if he chooses to not want to do that, it's like, I'm not getting a vaccine. I just don't want to get one. I'm afraid of it. I don't want to have it. He's entitled to feel that way, but it's going to cost him his job with the Golden State Warriors more than it's likely. But then again, you know, they got to try to make a trade. Well, you know, if I'm if I'm a GM of another team, I'm going to say, well, wait a second. You know, we got to try to make a really great deal here because, look, at, they're going to have to only have them for half a season and not for home games. You know, they're between a rock and a hard spot. The Warriors are. So I could really cut a really good deal because otherwise they're going to have to pay him his, his salary. Or maybe what they do is just say, fine, we'll keep you here. But you only play the way games. I mean, you have to screw up team chemistry. I mean, do you mm -hmm. really want to have that? I, it no. just creates such a conundrum. Now, now the good news for the Warriors is that the, the the mandate goes into effect on October 13th. So Wiggins was actually reportedly, I, I, we cut out a Warriors media day to host this podcast. And today is uh, September 27th. We're recording this. Um, Wiggins will be allowed to participate, I believe, in practices in the media day today uh, in, the, in four preseason games. And Bob Myers, um, we're going to play the sound in, in just a few moments here. Um, he, A, surprisingly expressed confidence that the situation will be resolved and the full team as constructed will play. So I don't know if that means they've gotten through to Wiggins in the sense that just letting him know, look, regardless of your feelings, you kind of you have to do this if you're going to play for us. Um, and, and and But he also said in the same press conference that um, – a trade could happen. He did not rule that out. So, by the way, the San Antonio Spurs trade you're talking about, I found this on a website called NBAanalysis.net, where um, the, the rumored trade would be Andrew Wiggins going to the Spurs um, for Thaddeus Young and Derek White. Right. I, I, I do like that. I, I mean, I, I know Thaddeus Young a little bit, Derek White not as much. So I, I don't I don't know if I'd do that. I, but you're right. The Warriors don't have leverage. Well, in they don't case. have any leverage. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. They put him in such a difficult position because if 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 he just says, no, I'm not going to get the vaccine, how do you keep a player? I mean, you, I, I, just, I don't see how you can possibly keep a player to be a part of your team when he's yeah. going to play half the season on the road. Yeah, they seem to be expressing confidence that he's going to play. So let, let's just hope this gets resolved. And um, what about, like, you know, I wasn't really that big on Ben Simmons. And we've talked about that trade proposal a lot, but – if the Sixers decide to say yes now for, let's say, like a trade of Simmons for Wiggins and Wiseman, I mean, you'd have to do that if you're the Warriors now, right? I mean, I, I well, you, well, well, you, well, you saw what Joe, what Joe Lacob got fined fifty thousand dollars for yeah. saying that Wiggins doesn't. <laughs> I mean, saying that that you know, he yeah, fifty thousand bucks it cost him for saying that he doesn't think 
that Ben Simmons fits with the Warrior team. I mean, that's, that's, I, mean I would appeal that. I mean, my God. I mean, it's not like you're you're tampering. You just said, well, I don't, I, I don't think he would fit with our team and we don't have an interest. I mean, what is wrong with that? It's $50,000 because you said that? And to be honest with you, he really doesn't fit with the Warriors. No, he doesn't. You're right. But but for his size and, and given the Wigan situation, I, I, I'm suddenly reconsidering it, right? Um, just because you got to get somebody and, and Simmons. Well, I, I, you might make the trade and what you do. Part of the deal is you just say, hey, you have to stay after practice or maybe you're before practice that me and work with Clay Thompson and, and Steph Curry on shooting for an hour. <laughs> you're absolutely right. You know, by the way, I, for today's Warriors Media Day, uh, so for people that don't know, the opening music of this show is uh, the character Jackie Moon um, in the movie Semi-Pro that Will Ferrell plays that, Rick, you were offered a consulting position and you turned it down, right? Because they, they didn't want to listen to you in regards to your actual advice for shooting the underhanded free throws. Is that correct? Yeah, well, not not just for that. It's just the idea that it was just making, it was a, it wasn't a real great, you know, serious story. It was a comedy. Yes, it was. 100%, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, as much as I like Will Ferrell, and I mean, I, yeah. But you hear what Embiid said at the, at, what Embiid said to the press talking about it, about talking about things with Simmons. He said, well, it'd be kind of like if the Warriors came up and offered Steph Curry and Clay Thompson for me. He said, they, he said, I'd make that deal. He said, yeah, it happens. Do you want to so, play that sound real quick? Do you want to play that sound real quick? I actually, uh, it, I actually have it. Um, yeah, sure. If you give me one second here, well, let me set this up real quick. Cause I was not no playing problem. on this. He's working, but, well, he's working on that. There's just so many crazy things that go on in the world of sports, but I just have a real problem when the government gets involved in things outside of government. I mean, and this is what they're doing right now. And I just have a real problem with it. But of course we know how screwed up things are there. And <laughs> you want answers. I think I'm entitled. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. The people yeah. can't handle it, Rick. <laughs> no, they can't. No, it's that. That's one of the greatest lines ever in any movie because it's so. It's a cli- almost like a cliche, but it's so true. <laughs> it's it's so true. The war. I'm telling you, most people cannot deal with the truth. That's true. Yeah, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you on that. That is for sure. And the reason why I brought up Jackie Moon is because Clay Thompson came to media day today dressed like Jackie Moon. Uh, from that character. That's why I brought that up. Um, so here is, this is Joel Embiid uh, uh, talking. And he, again, I love listening to him talk. Speaking of the truth, I feel like Embiid's one of those guys that just lays the truth on you, right? And that, that's his appeal for so many people. Um, yeah. But here, here's Embiid in, in terms of the the, Clay, the Steph Curry, Clay Thompson uh, metaphor. As hard as I can. Um, but, you know, we, we honestly, we just all got to grow up. Um, you know, I look at it in a way that <clears throat> for example, if, you know, I understand, you know, being in trade rumors and all that stuff, like, but that's just part of the business. Uh, if, I don't know, uh, Golden State came and, and offered Steph and Clay for me, you think the Sixers would say no to that? <laughs> I gotta say yes to that. I, I, I will say yes to that because, I mean, how do you say no to that? So, because that's what they do. They're always going to find ways to get better. So you can't get mad at that. It's just the way it is. Um, so I look at it in a way that, you know, you just got to move on. And, you know, you just got to be, you know, you just got to be yourself and, you know, do the best job you can. Because, you know, that's, we get paid uh, to do it. And we get paid a lot of money. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't make, you know, this type of money. Uh, but... Uh, I just feel like it is a business. Uh, it's unfortunate to be in, this, in that situation, 
personally, I never really gone through it except probably two years ago when the whole city wanted me to get traded. Uh, even though you know you got stuff going off, going off um, off the court and stuff, but you know people don't really look at you as a human being, uh, and you know that's that's not fair. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, you know you just gotta you just gotta take care of your business. You gotta do what you gotta do uh, based on you know what you get paid for. Uh, so um, yeah, but uh, like I said at the beginning. Um, it is unfortunate. Um, I would not like to be in that situation. Um, but then again, it is a business. Okay, there you go. Joel Embiid. Yeah, well, this, I mean, things just go nuts. I mean, it's just, I mean, why do we bring politics into stuff all the time? Because we just leave politics by itself because it sucks on its own anyway. So why <laughs> have to screw up everything else? No, seriously. I mean, You're right. Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers got into it and talking about comparing the stuff with, with, with Simmons and stuff. Like <laughs> he says, there's times that I think we're getting through. And then there's times that I think I'm talking to people who still believe Trump won the election. Okay. You know, I mean, why, why would we make a comparison to that? Why <laughs> politics into things? People do it all the time. Leave uh-huh. politics out of sports. They screwed up <laughs> Olympics because of it. It screws everything up. These people don't know what the hell they're doing half the, you know, more than half the time. It's a joke. Anyway, <laughs> okay, I got that off. My rant is done for the day. I love it. I love you, Rick. Man, that is some, anyway, that is awesome content. I'm gonna um, let you. I'm gonna let you handle this stuff and go over the stuff and bring some sound bites in. Cyrus is more than yes. capable to take it over and bringing that to you because I got to jump on another call since I'm off on this this bike tour trying to see the leaves changing up in vermont with my wife that we tried to go on last year and covid screwed all that up too so covid screws up everything it this, does covid is an excuse for everything in the world today folks i went into the grocery <laughs> store to go and get a special that they were having on something i said well they were out of it i said listen you're out of the stuff with your special can i get a, a you know rain check for to get it when you get it back in again no we're not doing that i said we're oh. not doing that he said well we're not i said why he said covid i said what in the world does covid have to do if you can give me a rain check Oh, oh my God! Oh, there it is. I'm leaving. There I'm you leaving go. On that note, okay. Oh, beautiful. So I'll promote everybody. everything. I'll promote all your stuff, and uh, yeah, we're just gonna finish up with some sound from Warriors Media Day. Rick, always a pleasure, sir, and uh, we'll come back soon with a big guest uh, and do a full show. Take care, everybody. Bye bye. So, as you just heard Rick and I talk about for for quite a bit there during the show, um, every year each NBA team has what's called a media day, where they make uh, usually the GM. Uh, the head coach and some members of the coaching staff and and usually every actual member of the team who's on the roster makes themselves available for again what's called media day and so today uh, September 27th um, and by the way it's my sister's birthday today Sienna happy birthday love you um, is the Warriors media day and as you heard Rick talk extensively um, a, a huge part of the, our, of the discussion and What's particularly newsworthy right now is the status of Andrew Wiggins. Um, you know, we heard, uh, so I'm going to play sound from two individuals today, um, simply because Media Day goes forever. Uh, I've been waiting for hours now, just uh, hearing some of the players. Uh, uh, unfortunately, the team is not taking questions from media members who are um, virtually attending Media Day, like myself. Um, this is unlike last year. Uh, media is actually attending in person, and um, those individuals are the ones who seem to be getting all their questions answered. Because um, I really wanted to ask Bob Myers 
um, about Kelly Oubre Jr. You know, I was very curious to know um, what happened. Like, no one's asked them yet since uh, they lost Oubre. I still consider that to be a massive bungling of the front office, just in the sense that you gave up the trade exemption that you acquired uh, in the Andre Iguodala trade a few years ago to the Miami Heat, and you used that on Kelly Oubre, um, and then decided to not only not trade him during the season, but then you just let him go for nothing. So that's that that salary is gone. You know, he was making approximately $15 million a year. Um, if you had at least signed and traded him or just traded him, you would have been able to retain that salary because of the fact that the, the team is over the salary cap. That So now once that million dollars left, um, they can't replace that. They're so far over the cap that... Um, the only way they could have spent that money was because of the bird rights they had on Kelly Oubre Jr. Not that it matters because apparently the ownership is is trying to save money now. I don't know why. You heard me in the last uh, podcast. That was Warriors 24-7. Um, if you listen to that, you heard my very clear gripes about Lacob and Gruber and the fact that they're deciding to um, penny pinch now. To, uh, and they're billionaires. There's no good reason for that. Um, but whatever. Anyway, so... Um, so Myers, uh, I didn't get a chance to ask him about that, but um, he did talk about the roster in general. Uh, he talked about uh, the team still potentially being uh, a championship contending team. But the most interesting part of the of the Bob Myers press conference were his thoughts on Andrew Wiggins and whether or not he thought Wiggins was going to be available for the team um, and whether or not they were going to trade him. So here is some sound from Bob Myers now from uh, earlier today. Again, this is September 27th uh, at Warriors Media Day. Yeah, in regards to uh, any specific individual's vaccination status, I'm not going to comment on that. It's personal. It's private. What I would say is that I'm optimistic come the first game here at Chase, we'll have a full complement of team as far as who's healthy and who isn't. And I'll just leave that uh, at that. Over the weekend, Steph relayed a conversation that he had with you Asking about you know Ben Simmons conversations like to be slowly without trying to get you fined in any way here uh, unless you want to. I'd prefer not, uh, not that rich. The sense that you are always monitoring, you're always conver- having conversations. Does that mean you are in any way engaged in trade discussions right now, or do you would you rule that out like just in the immediate right now? Yeah. So thanks for not teeing it up in a too difficult way. Um, as far as trades. Now, tomorrow, today, next week, those conversations are always happening. Um, that's my job. That's the league. That's the league we live in. But I would say to you, if you're looking for some clarity, I expect this roster to be our roster, uh, certainly in the near term and, and probably heading into the season, and then we'll see how everything everything goes. But that's what we would do, Tim, anyway, um, separate from rumors, separate from thoughts. I think when in our team... It looks like it needs a change. That's when we got to start being a little more urgent there. But at this point, I, I do like the team. I want to see what the team looks like as constructed. I've been waiting for that for a long time, mostly because of injuries. And then um, as far as conversations, th- those are happening quite, quite a bit all the time. Uh, and we'll continue to have conversations, but nothing imminent at all right now. All right. And then, of course, the the man who is the primary focus of, of today's media day and the man who's really been garnering the most attention who uh, we just heard Rick talk about. I shared my personal feelings in the last episode. Um, 
of, of our two shows on the Warriors 24 Podcast Network. Um, that was on Warriors 24-7. If you subscribe, they're both shows, the Rick Barry Show and Warriors 24-7, are available on the same stream if you just subscribe to Warriors 24. Um, again, I shared my beliefs. I, I'm not thrilled over um, what I deem to be uh, Andrew's very selfish and ignorant reasons for um, not taking it. Um, and truth is, unless he provides a specific exp- explanation... There is no way to describe his decision but being selfish and being ignorant. I've yet to hear outside of having very specific medical issues pertaining to vaccines. I have not heard any legitimate reasons myself um, against taking it. And Andrew, uh, in his press conference, uh, relatively speaking, by his own standards, he was very combative. I mean, Andrew's normally a very soft-spoken individual. He's very mild-mannered. Um, he's typically very soft-spoken, quiet. Um, so by his standards, he was actually very combative in this press conference because the media was not letting up asking him uh, about the vaccination. And and I give kudos to the Bay Area media, who I critique very harshly on a very consistent basis for great reason. Um, but today, they would not let up. I could not jump in there myself because, again, I was, I was uh, attending the press conference virtually. Um, and there were enough people in person that uh, they did not get to any questions from uh, virtual reporters. Um, but I'm going to play you the entire press conference just because, again, there, there, it, was, it was fascinating. I mean, this is an individual who uh, was, I believe, the team's number two leading scorer last year. He figures to be an integral part of the team this year. Uh, I mean, he was the consolation prize along with uh, Kaminga uh, for losing uh, Kevin Durant. And um, and now, right now, unless he decides to get vaccinated and decides soon, um, he's going to not be available for the team's home games. And, and that's an interesting standoff that he might be presenting the Warriors with. Um, so here is the entire press conference. And, I, and sincerest thanks to the Golden State Warriors for making this audio file available to the media. That's how we got access to it. Um, I watched the whole thing myself live. And here is Andrew Wiggins taking questions from the media um, on Warriors Media Day. Uh, Andrew, uh, Dieter Kurtenbach with the Bay Area News Group. Hi. Uh, do you anticipate being able to fully participate with practices on October 13th with your vaccination status? Uh, I'm just going to keep all that uh, private right now. I'll just, is the prospect of possibly not being able to play home games something uh, that weighs heavy on you right now? Uh, again, anything that's to do with my status, vaccination, I'm just going to keep that private. You know, it's a personal matter, so I'm going to keep it personal and private. Andrew, um, what, what's the support like from, from your teammates right now from, Whatever you're you're dealing with off the court, um, what kind of response have you, have you gotten from them? No, it's all love. You know, it's all love and support. You know, no negative energy. Andrew, are those kind of conversations a comfortable thing to talk about in the locker room or after after a workout, <coughs> that kind of thing? Um, yeah. You know, my team. You know, I love them. You know, I would talk to them about anything. You know, it don't really, it don't matter. You know, I know whatever I say to them is going <clears> to <throat> stay private. So um, if they wanted to chat about it or anything, it wouldn't, it wouldn't matter. Be 
you expect to be able to like practice tomorrow, uh, no issues in, in this first week or two, right? Man, I'm just taking it day by day. I'm dealing with today, you know what I'm saying, tomorrow and handle itself. Andrew Janey again. Um, just out of fairness, uh, people <coughs> believe you aren't vaccinated, but if you would like to set the record straight um, and, and tell us one way or, the no or another, that I'm just giving you that opportunity. That's all good. I'm just going to keep it private for now. You're a pretty low-key guy, and obviously, you know, this is becoming a, a bigger story around <coughs> here. Is this uncomfortable for you, just kind of what this is, has become? No, nah, you know, it's not uncomfortable. You know, I'm confident in my beliefs and, you know, what I think is right, what I think is wrong. Um, and, um, yeah, I'm just going to keep, you know, doing what I believe, you know, whether it's one thing or another, you know, I'm just going to keep doing it. Andrew, um, is there a dialogue in the locker room with your teammates? Are you explaining your decision or your choice with the vaccine, or are they trying to convince you otherwise? Um, you know, I'm going to keep that private. I'm not really going to put, you know, even if they did or they didn't, I'm not really going to put it out there like that. Um, you know, it's my team, so I'm, I'm going to keep it private. What are your thoughts on the young guys coming in, um, Moses and J.K. and those guys? What are you seeing from them so far? Um, man, they can play. You know, they're good young, good young guys. You know, I came in maybe about two weeks ago, and I was practicing. Uh, but they're they're good players, man. You know, they're ready for this league, and you know they work hard. You know, and they're, they're great people, great kids. Andrew, Andrew we've sorry, you can go. Okay. Uh, Certainly seen and heard a, a lot about how hard Clay has worked, and I'm, I'm sure you've been around him some um, recently. And just how eager are you to see his his comeback after so much, and and just to get your kind of your full squad back? Yeah, I'm I'm excited. You know, I'm excited. You know, I know you know how hard he's worked to get back to the point that he's at now, and you know the comeback story is going to be even better. You know, it's going to be great. You know, so I'm excited for that. I'm excited to have the full team back together. Um, Andrew, how have you kind of tried to tune out the chatter and the noise the past few days while preparing for a season? Um, I just focus on myself, man. I'm focused on myself, focus on the team and, you know, basketball. Um, I've always been good at blocking out the outside noise. You know, I've got good family, good friends, and people that keep me level-headed and, you know, focused. Uh, so that's what I do. Do you know what you want to do at this point? Have you made a decision or are you still figuring it out? Um, I'm just keeping it all private right now, you know, just, you know, taking it day by day. Andrew, have you been told that you have to wear a mask around your teammates? Um, we've all been told we have to wear a mask while we're in here. Um, I've been told of some, you know, rules and stuff like that, so... Oh, great potential, man. Great. Um, I feel like with everyone healthy, you know, we're one of the best teams in the league. Andrew, Chris Everest, ABC7 back here. What was the biggest thing you worked on with your game? What were you focusing on this summer? Um, uh, Just shooting, shooting, ball handling, you know, making different reads and, you know, trying to play within, you know, this offense. Andrew, just, just to follow up on Ann's question, 
you've been told of some rules. Uh, are you indeed w wearing a mask around your teammates or when you're when you're inside this building? Um, I'm just going to keep what I do um, private. You know, I'm sure whatever I do in this building is going to get out to you guys anyway, so I'm sure you guys will figure it out or, you know, know about it within the next couple hours or tomorrow or something. So I'm just going to keep whatever I do private, even though it's probably going to come to the light eventually. <laughs> so. Carl Anthony Towns has been really outspoken about the way COVID has impacted his family. Is Kat a guy that you keep in touch with? Oh, uh, yeah, I talk to Kat every now and then. You know, we're so cool. Andrew Anthony Flores with NBC Bay Area. With all the talk, you've talked about how hard you've prepared for this season. How disappointing to you would it be if you're not allowed to play at least home games here? Um, like I said, man, I'm not even thinking that far ahead. I'm thinking day by day. You know, I'm trying to figure out what's best for me. Hey, Andrew, I know it's a private issue, like you said. Last year, when we asked about it, you were a little more open. You said, you know, if I get to a point where I have to take the vaccine, I'll do it. Do you feel like you're in a position where you're going to have to make a choice? And is, is that frustrating? Because I know you have your personal beliefs and I want to keep them personal. What, you know, you don't want to tell us, but are you at a spot where you feel like you, your back's against the wall and you have to make a choice either way? And is that frustrating? Um, back is definitely, you know, against the wall, against the wall. Um, but just going to keep fighting for what I believe and whether it's one thing or another, get the vaccination or not get the vaccination, who knows? I'm just going to, you know, keep fighting for what I believe and what I believe is right. You know, what's right to one person isn't right to the other, you know, vice versa. Andrew, you seem pretty convinced. Um, what's the reason for not just explaining what you believe? Um... It's none of your business. That's what it comes down to, <laughs> you know. I don't ask you guys about your beliefs. I don't ask you guys what you think is right or wrong. You know, we're different people. It can be like parenting. Like, you know, some people shed their beliefs onto their children. Some people let their children to grow up and believe what they want to believe. You know, who are you guys to... Who are you guys where I have to explain what I believe? or, you know, what's right or what's wrong in my mind. We're two totally different people. You know, what you think is not what I think. What I think is not what you think. Andrew, we're, we're trying to help you tell mass audiences why you apparently haven't done that, uh, taken a vaccine. Does that, does that make sense, what, what we're trying to give you a voice here? Um, you know, I'll say something when I'm ready. You know, the only thing the media has done it's kind of make it bigger than it has to be. Uh, so, like I said, I'll say my side of everything when I'm ready. You know, I don't work on y'all's time. I work on my time, you know. In terms of bigger than it has to be, I mean, you stand to, to lose a lot of money. At... No, and it's my problem, not yours. Okay. Andrew, as you make decisions about your body, has some of the information that you've collected, um, has that come from warriors, doctors? Came from everybody. 
you know, everybody got something to say. Christina Carl from the San Francisco Chronicle. I was just curious, have you been in regular communication with the Players Association and what kind of comment or guidance or can you characterize those conversations at all if you are having I have, but I'm going to keep all the other stuff private. Yeah, so as you can see there, um, he Andrew does not seem very happy. He refuses to um, describe the specific reasons um, for his refusal to take the vaccination. Um, he just maintains that it goes against his beliefs, yet I don't know what those beliefs are. Even Rick uh, couldn't justify any religious explanation for refusing to take a vaccine. And supposedly Andrew Wiggins originally requested an exemption for religious purposes uh, from the NBA in the city of San Francisco, and that was denied. So right now, unless he decides to get vaccinated, you heard in that press conference that he has acknowledged before that he could take it. He's never come out and said you know, in a steadfast manner that he's not going to. Um, but right now, all indications are he is not vaccinated. And um, typical inoculation periods for the vaccines can range from three to five weeks. So if he does not get started on the process soon, um, he is severely jeopardizing his chances of playing this year. And, uh, and again, the Warriors need him. And Rick and I talked about some trade possibilities. But, I, you know, when you're in a situation like the Warriors, the leverage just is not there, similar to the Philadelphia 76ers and Ben Simmons, to get equal value back for that player. So um, this is a, a very tricky situation. In my opinion, it's a very annoying situation that's completely unnecessary. Um, I mean, yes, there can be minor side effects pertaining to the vaccine. But so far, there's been proven that nothing permanent can happen to you. I mean, like any side effects are very temporary, um, relatively mild. And um, and again, when you're preventing this disease, or at least preventing the most severe harmful effects of this disease, uh, simply by taking one or two shots, it just doesn't make sense to refuse it. And especially when you're in a position like Andrew Wiggins, where you're, you stand to lose tens of millions of dollars, you stand to lose uh, to, to hurt your team in the process, and for why? I mean, we still don't even know. Um, so Andrew's maintaining a private stance on that. Um, so there you go. And last but not least from Media Day, Stephen Curry, the greatest shooter ever, the golden child, the babyface assassin. And he was not afraid to talk about Wiggins. And I mean, this thing has really become a massive dis distraction for this Warriors team. And I thought the most fascinating part of the, the 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 following set of questions you're about to hear and answers is Steph's answer when he was asked if he thought it was acceptable that Wiggins could potentially miss every home game, a.k.a. half of all the games of this season. Um, and Steph also, uh, uh, the final question I left in there, he, he spoke for about 20 minutes. This is about seven or so minutes of the press conference. And I left the last question and answer in there simply because uh, Steph was asked about the roster and his current construction and how you basically have this dichotomy of, of older veterans and really young players and not much in between. And he kind of alludes to the front office maybe not making enough free agent acquisitions this offseason. It was subtle, but it's in there. Anyways, this is Stephen Curry uh, at today's Warriors Media Day. Great stuff here.
step, might as well just start on what kind of, I guess, is the topic around the team right now. Um, are you having conversations with Andrew and just how, what's your just view of, of the situation? It's difficult. I mean, you can ask everybody on the team. We're going to have 18 different ways of explaining, you know, personal decision, um, the sense of urgency of the decision, uh, understanding what the potential consequences and fallout, you know, is. At the end of the day, um, it is up to him. I think uh, it's no secret to that point. <clears throat> we obviously hope that he has – you know, all the right information, the access to the right resources to ask all the questions he he has on, uh, you know, making that decision. Um, you know, we hope he's available. We hope it moves in, in the right direction. You know, um, my opinion is obviously I got it and ready to be available and following, <clears throat> you know, the mandates and whatnot. But um, that's kind of where it is. And, you know, you know, the next next couple coming weeks and, and how it all plays out is gonna be entirely up to him. We obviously hope he's he's available and with us and you know, kinda of go from there. So it's uh it's difficult. Everybody's in a difficult kind of you know, position in that in that respect. And we've all, you know, made decisions that you feel like are right for you and your family and, and whatever the case is. So this is no different whether you agree with him or not. Um you have to let it play out. Following up on Steph, the, the idea of, of having a starting small forward not there for 41 home games, is, is that something that's acceptable as a, you know, for, for, as a teammate, or do you just have to understand that's just might be the price of this? Acceptable is a strong word. Um, it's not ideal, but I don't think anybody felt it. You know, expected to be in that or be asked that question on something that's a, a voluntary decision, I guess, in a sense. But we'll see. I mean, we hope we hope not. We hope we have full team for the entire year and understand that. You know, on all accounts and what what <clears throat> research says and things like that, that it's safe and and you know, we're all in the same boat. So we hope you know he's available. And if not, we adjust accordingly but we hope not Steph you you've uh, done a lot of work during the pandemic to get information out there and to and to try and get the answers and your Instagram with Fauci was a huge success do you have you sat down with him and talked to him and, and expressed your opinion and tried to bring him to the people who can give him information I mean, this has been an ongoing thing since the pandemic started for everybody. Um, nobody's living under a rock in terms of what's actually happening in, in real life society. Um, you know, the, the the patterns and trends that COVID has, has presented itself with, and you know, and this since March of 2020, we've all been in the same boat. So, again, that's kind of how it started. Everybody has access, especially in this environment. You have access to the experts and uh, people that are, uh, you know, analyzing the study and researching this thing every single day. And hopefully, you know, you tap into that. And again, it's about making a decision that you understand the consequences on both sides. And, and uh, it's kind of where you leave it.
Steph, you look at this team. You got yourself, Draymond, Clay, now Andre back, the, the championship guys. Not a lot in the middle age-wise, and you've got these two teenage rookies. You got Wiseman, Jordan's pretty young. Does it feel separated, or does those lines blur sometimes? Or, I mean, do you do you feel like this is a roster that's pulled together from the spectrum of ages? Yeah, I mean, if you look at it on paper, that's definitely something that jumps off the page in terms of. Um, I think me, Clay, been there ten years together now. Draymond as well, Andre for a significant portion of that, and the best days of it. So, you know, we've been around and know how we operate, and we have a crop of amazingly talented, high potential, energetic young guys who have a lot to accomplish in this league. And we hopefully can can marry the two in terms of you know what we what we do on the floor every single night. So I like the challenge of it because there's, um, you know, a, a sense of urgency on a training camp and you know, early in the preseason to see who kind of steps into certain roles and who you can kind of count on, especially until Clay gets back and we understand exactly what our rotation is going to look like and our roster is going to look like in, the, you know, the second half of the season. But there's a lot of opportunity for guys to step up and take advantage of, um, you know, filling out that rotation and, and being significant in, you know, in uh, pieces to the puzzle. And we have three lottery guys and um, who are who are young but are eager to figure it out and have been grinding all summer long. We've been in here and seen them, you know, put the hours in. And hopefully they can step in and gain confidence early. Um, you know, Wise is one especially who had such an interesting year last year you know, not having a summer league last summer, this summer, missing most of training camp, dealing with injuries, and then one, you know, season-ending one, he never really got a full, um, you know, run of games that he could put, you know, some some momentum together in the right direction. So he's always kind of chasing and feeling like he had to prove himself. So hopefully this year, I know he's it's not an ideal start again, but hopefully he can uh, – kind of simplify the game and understand what, how he's going to help us win, and then that will hopefully get him in the right position where he can uh, you know, develop his skill set even more. Um, so I'm excited about the opportunity and the challenge. It's going to take a full-fledged commitment from coaching staff, player development staff, you know, the core that we have to, to put it all together. But, you know, we got pieces. My sincerest thanks again to my compadre, Rick Barry. Uh, he had to bounce out early. He is in Vermont right now on uh, on a bike trip with his wife. That sounds so lovely. They're watching the leaves change colors there um, as the fall season approaches us or has approached us. Rick and I should be back soon uh, with a guest uh, for another edition of the Rick Berry Show. Um, you can follow Rick Berry on all social media platforms at rick 24 Barry, And especially if you go to his Twitter account and his Instagram account, especially, uh, you, you can see some of the companies that he endorses, um, including Medissa Leaf uh, and, and Ghost Sleeves. Um, you can find him on Cameo as well. Um, yeah, he's got a lot of stuff going on. The man, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Rick Barry. Uh, you can follow this program on all social media platforms at Warriors24Pod. And you can follow me on Twitter at Dog Surf Roadshow. Thank you so much for listening and uh, take care. Presented by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. 
You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.